Hello everybody, this is Everett Shipman. Welcome to the Maximize Your Mind podcast, where we develop the mentality necessary to forge fitness and lifestyle to achieve anything that you want from life. And welcome back to another episode of Maximize, Maximize Your Mind. I'm your host, Everett Shipman here. It's another one today. The weekend after Halloween and a lot of you were out celebrating, trying to find some fun in all of this uh, chaos and confusion that we call 2020. Yet here we are again, the close of another year. We're getting ready to enter a new year. But as we do, don't forget, we got a super important election coming up tomorrow. And that, my friends, is... uh, is where things get interesting, all right? So sit back, sit tight. Uh, today, I'm, I want to kind of shed light on the fact that America is in a narcissistic relationship with its president, all right? America is in a narcissistic relationship with its president, and unfortunately, citizens won't wake up in time to realize it. Now, that may sound like doom and gloom, and I hope that I am eerily wrong, I hope that I'm actually spectacularly wrong in this, but if citizens don't wake up in time and make the right decisions, then yes, we are in for uh, a rude awakening. It wasn't until I walked away from my own narcissistic relationship that it became obviously apparent that that's what I was in. And so many people won't wake up in time because the more you're into the situation, the closer you are to it, the less you realize that that is what's going on. And it's for a number of reasons and a number of factors. And I'll get into that on a later episode. Uh, But for now, I just want to kind of put this out there for you because that's what we're seeing right now, right? That people are so embedded and so in love with this particular spectacle of a president, this person who loves and craves the attention, who needs the attention for self-validation, who has no internal reassurances, no internal uh, self-esteem that he preys on and requires it to come externally. But it wasn't until after years of verbal and even physical abuse that people uh, wake up to the harmful reality of the abusive situation that they are in. And this is what I call the breaking point. It's the point that I was in even myself. And I was not, I was not physically abused. Um, There were some verbal moments where I don't even like to call say abuse because I don't see myself as a victim. It was a learning experience. However, the situation was definitely toxic. It was draining. It wreaked havoc on my psyche, my, my integrity, my, my, identity and all of these sorts of things. And this is what I call the breaking point, right? The moment that people wake up. So at some point in time, American citizens are going to have to get to this breaking point. And I hope it's sooner rather than later, because I would hate to look up in a year or two, a couple years, and, and everybody finally starts waking up to see all the havoc that has been wreaked, all the lies that have been told, all of the manipulation. So hopefully, America, we wake up. But, but, But in my situation, it is up until the breaking point where you actually 
start to see what's really going on. Because up until the breaking point, when you realize that you need to leave or you are forced to, you make excuses. You justify the wrong behavior. You brush off name calling and verbal disrespect. You you brush off the flaring tempers, the heated rages. You ignore all of this. You justify it because you think it's an isolated moment or it will get better or worse. You allow it because it's part of their personality and we are all human. And that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing a lot of catering to the character and the shenanigans that are coming out of this administration. Well, after one and a half years, my marriage failed. And almost immediately, I began a relationship with someone who was seemingly everything I would have wanted. She was super attractive. She seemed to understand exactly what I was going through, having been divorced herself. We clicked on so many intellectual levels, and she had ambition, a successful career. And we'll call her name Trina just to keep her identity hidden. Now, any of these factors would have been reason enough to give her a chance. But put them all together, and this is a dream come true, right? Uh, Actually, no. Wrong, 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 and dreadfully wrong. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. The sex was absolutely amazing. It was absolutely explosive. I'd never want it for sex. It was, it was amazing as far as that goes. I never had to worry about finances either. I made my own money. She made hers. She had a great job and position and title to show for it. Yet amidst all of this perfection, something was horribly wrong. See, we had a beautiful relationship. Very early on, she became pregnant. And her pregnancy is actually what underscored our relationship. Yet two and a half years later, we were childless, childless. And I had finally awakened to the BS. And here's the thing about most narcissistic relationships. Uh, They are imperceptible to both parties, meaning that the abuser sees themselves as all righteous, no flaws. They are superior in every way. There is no fault in them. They will usually readily Uh, admit if asked that they are no narcissist they are not a narcissist this is what the narcissist will say it's almost like in my line of arresting shoplifters the first thing a shoplifter will say when we have caught them on tape and video doing that exact thing i'm not stealing nothing i have no reason to steal it's just natural for the narcissist to immediately respond and deny being a narcissist and but it's also imperceptive imperceptible to the victim because the victim is made to believe that the abuser is correct in his or her thinking and this is because of the illusion of rightness so the abuser does an expert job of mixing truths with lies so that it doesn't appear to be a lie but rather a valid justification of some truth and their mesmerizing charm completely captivates the victim so when you look at this current administration and the presidency they've been able to do just that right they people tune in even if you don't like him this is how far reaching the charm is because you just want to know what he's going to say next what preposterous thing is he going to say next and so he has wooed the vast majority of people in just on that fact alone. So when the lie or the deception first happens, it's passed off as a one-time thing. Or in my particular situation, it just left me with one big question, why? And so for me, it wasn't about me having to get out of the situation. It wasn't hatred. It was just, why? I mean, I'm all in. I'm here. Why the lie? And so what makes it even tougher to realize the narcissist's deception 
is this amazing charm that most of them have. They speak very well. They know how to speak directly to your desires. And this is key, ladies and gentlemen. How do they do this? Because they do extensive research on you before they ever make an appeal to you. They learn your habits, your traits, your personality before they start the abuse. They they get into your circles. They learn about your circles, your friends, your network, your family, your habit, your habits. You know who else does this? Marketers. <laughs> You've heard of market research. Market Marketers do this to appeal directly to your desires. Right now, the one thing Trump is doing ahead of this election better than Biden is he is marketing the heck out of himself. All right. And that's that's the that's the big difference. And and if he gets a second term, that is going to be why, because he's getting out there in front of people and speaking to desires with no intention of actually coming, uh, making good on resolving the issues, but just doing what he can to continue his power run, his power run and his control run. All right. It's a power grab. And so marketers do this. Well, narcissists do the same thing. And very early on, they fill you out to know exactly what to say. They, they, you know, to learn how to say it, how to cast themselves, to receive your sympathy and your concern. That's their number one game. And we call them master manipulators for a reason, because they can get up there on a big presidential stage and say what it is because they've had their ear in the streets to figure out what have been the complaints. You know who else did this? Hitler did it. Yes, he did. Before he, he would go to the beer halls and he would go inside and he would have his people and his men sit in the beer halls and report back to him. What are they complaining about? What are they saying? What are their issues? So that now I can get on stage to win their hearts and their minds by speaking directly to it. But that's for another episode. I'll talk about that later. However, Here's in my situation. The first lie that I remember was in a sexually explicit picture that Trina had sent me. All right. So first, let me explain. I have this uh, this this foot fetish. And in our conversation, I had made that known somehow. I don't remember, but somehow I made that known. And so one night she sends me this incredibly hot. It's a super erotic picture. Her feet were posed in this amazingly tantalizing way. It was super seductive, super sexy. I remember exactly where I was when I first got the picture. I had been working a part-time job. I was a special events valet driver. It was a cold night. I had been standing on shift for what felt like an eternity. Yet in the cold, brisk air, something heated me up very quickly. And when I opened up the picture, it was such a turn on. I had to take a break immediately. Immediately, And I went to an outdoor bathroom near a memorial in the nation's capital. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Right. It, it was just it was so perfect. It, it was it was the substance of what, what I searched for online if I was going to search, you know, and, and look for porn. But 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 here's the thing. Something was odd. And that was that Trina's face was not actually in the picture. Other than that, it totally looked like her. It looked like her anatomy. It looked like her feet. But everything in the picture did not seem to be her. So uh, at, at this moment in our relationship, we had not actually physically had sex just yet. But um, there were some indicators in the picture, uh, some 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 liquids and for making this a G-rated version. There were some things in the picture that did not belong, did not seem to be it didn't seem to line up with what she was telling me. So amidst all of the erotica, 
I was aroused, sure, but I was confused. I was wondering why. Why would you send me a picture that was not you? But here's the here's the thing that made it challenging. I had no hardcore proof. I mean, what would I go on? Right. How could I tell her that that's not really her in the picture? In reality, it could have been her. I mean, the skin was white and creamy. The nails were red. She was perfectly seductive. I had no reason to expect a lie, especially this early and especially from her, because remember, her charm led me to believe that she was very truthful very straightforward and see that's the specialty with narcissists early on they begin programming you grooming you uh, gearing you up for what they have in mind and and the mind is wonderfully flawed in the ease with which it can be manipulated by the skilled narcissistic abuser they don't have to go to a school to learn how to become a narcissist they just are and they get better with each transactional or relational experience and we just get better at being manipulated until we wake up and so until america wakes up we'll continue to keep being being manipulated but i did what every victim does in this situation i brushed it off i excused it as just a weird thing maybe i'm tripping but that little experience i would later learn was my intuition telling me that something was off i but i just didn't trust it at that moment but this is typical with us victims, right? We don't trust our intuition. We ignore the red flags in hopes of something great and positive. We doubt that what we saw or heard was real. We rationalize it away and give a pass to the manipulator. And believe me, the manipulator knows this. Trump knows this very well. And he's an expert at it and he's skilled at it. Trump's ascension began when he voiced concern for the quote quote unheard in america he was bullish he was demanding he was impetuous and he got attention and because he was so antithetical to the traditional politician many brushed him off but while people ignored his rhetoric he continued to gain ground with those easiest to manipulate because the one thing that influences people the most is money and and trump has plenty of it or he led you to believe that uh, there's something about financial success that bends people's wills. It makes you listen. You tend to give your uh, give authority to them. Right. You tend to believe anything that is said because money indicates success. Money lends authority to the bearer of it. So even if something else is way off, the financial prowess is reason enough to keep in line with the agenda. Think about how many people, especially in our black culture and especially minorities who are willing to side with Trump. Not because they don't see the, the viciousness in his heart, but because they don't want to be taxed, but because they don't want to stand the chance of losing a few dollars for the greater good of, of humanity. And, and it's why most people stay in abusive relationships with their partners, their spouses and companions. And it's usually for one of four reasons, right? Lack of resources like money. If you don't have money or access to resources, you will likely stay with a partner who does. No need to rock the boat if you don't have money making skills and are not confident in how to survive financially without without your partner. Uh All right. And two is a uh, lack of support friends network without a dependable group of friends you don't have anyone to run to or tell your problems to and this is somewhat related to number one because you don't have a spare home to run to or a home in the hills or friends to confide in and we'll get into how the narcissist isolates you in a later uh, post or discussion or, or episode but uh, number three is guilt 
All right. You feel indebted. You feel like you did something wrong or deserving of harsh treatment. Maybe you did something wrong. Maybe you didn't. Either way, it's no justification for disrespect and mistreatment. Yet you feel guilty for something you can never overcome because your abuser won't let you. He or she needs to hold that in their pocket to make you feel as miserable as possible to control you as much as possible. And so we'll discuss also how the narcissist taps into this guilt and how you can overcome it in a later uh, discussion as well. Uh, and number four, you feel hopeful that things will get better because you love him or her so much this is and this is probably the biggest one because the other three could be interpreted as a survival type of of, of abuse right and we as humans are built to survive even if it means perpetuating the abuse but when you feel hopeful things will get better you actually know that something is wrong you've seen all the red flags you've gone through all the moments of rage and disrespect yet you still stick with it because you are hopelessly hoping for better you're hoping for a turnaround that will never come Understand this, ladies and gentlemen, narcissists who are who they are, period. There is no changing them. And unfortunately, many will try, but it only prolongs the abuse. Trump is a narcissist. He has clearly demonstrated all the signs of abuse and manipulation by a narcissist. He has verbally verbally abused and name called entire groups of people, races, groups, subordinates, partners, colleagues. He has badgered and butchered entire industries and networks. He has brazenly undermined and worked to subvert American policy and democracy and all of the agencies that exist. He has used gaslighting extensively, which has created mass hysteria, confusion, discord, gaslighting. For those that don't know, makes you doubt reality. It screws up your perception. Again, we'll discuss this later on. He has proven that it's all about dominance with him and will speak over you and through you and insult you to make it happen because it's always about control and power above everything else. He never expresses remorse or guilt for anything he's done. Most will admit that no human is, is perfect, but victims of abuse will readily accept their abuser who never admits guilt as being a sign of strength and true leadership. And Trump is never wrong in his eyes. He always deflects. He finds blame in everyone else but himself. Even when the evidence is clear, someone else is, is doing something wrong and it's not him. But like many victims of this type of narcissistic abuse, many Americans feel this is the way to go. It's the way to be strong. It's the way to be tough. It's how you show your leadership. Oh, and it's, it's how to make for stronger finances. The economy and financial opportunity is stronger with Trump, many will say. Never mind the fact that he doesn't care about people or, or humans on their own merit. Never mind he's only concerned about people as far as his bottom line goes. Because that's okay. Because America is in love with the almighty dollar. So it will do whatever it can to remain in relationship with its president even if he is a narcissist. Will America wake up? We'll see. Make sure you go do your part and vote. Now, this is a, uh, this is one of the first episodes that I'm doing where I go deep into this and I plan to do a little more. If you enjoyed this, if you'd like to hear the rest of the episodes, uh, be sure to uh, make sure you subscribe, make sure you listen, uh, make sure you share and, and come back and follow me so that you can hear the further releases. Um, and a lot of the points, the points that I referenced for the four points of why people stay in abusive relationships, I can't find the article. But it was something that I read years ago when I was in college, and I just remember them still to this day. Uh, but that is my time. Remember, go out, vote, 
unprecedented times in American history. Uh, this is going to definitely change some things around here. But let's stay strong, people. Remember, fitness is a vehicle to achieve anything you want in life. So get fit, stay fit, be fit. And when I talk about fit, I'm not just talking about your bodies. I'm talking about your mind, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have strong minds, strong minds, strong bodies. That's my time. And I will speak to you all on the next. Yeah.